Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. You can always get in touch with me throughout the show on social media, at AWAD Radio on Twitter, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. We've got a ton of basketball to be played today in the ACC, including a big-time matchup, 6.30 on ESPN with North Carolina at Duke. But we've also got a great one locally here, Blacksburg, Virginia, home of the Hokies. Castle Coliseum is the place for this rivalry game today. It's UVA, 6th-ranked Cavaliers at the 13-9 Virginia Tech Hokies with the line currently even. And I've been predicting Virginia Tech to get the upset. And joining me right now to discuss it is ACC beat reporter at the Washington Post, Gene Wong, who joins us on the BetQL guest hotline. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Do not place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. What's going on, Gene? Hey, I'm good to be with you. Yeah, set the scene for me right now. Where are you at? Uh, well, Castle Coliseum is, is rocking. It's going to be packed today. Obviously a huge rivalry game, but also a huge game of, for Virginia Tech if they hope to make some noise uh, as, far, as far as getting to the NCAA tournament. Right now they're clearly not even close to that. They, ha- they don't have a, many more chances to get quad one wins. This would be one against a great Virginia team who – you know, probably as good a chance as anyone of winning the ACC. They're in second place, a half game behind Clemson. They're going to play Clemson at Virginia later this season. So that'll be a big game. But today, um, the Hokies need this one bad in a, in a big, big way. Yeah, I'm wondering what your breakdown of this game would be. What are your thoughts on how the game will be played, the themes of the game? You know, UVA is so strong defensively, but they've got a lot of talent offensively this year. And Mike Barber told me yesterday from the Richmond Times-Dispatch that Virginia Tech's probably the most desperate team in the ACC, and that's why I'm leaning towards the Hokies getting a big home win. Yeah, a big part of that, a big component would be the availability or unavailability of Darius Maddox. He's missed the last couple of games dealing with a family matter. So if he plays, that's huge for Virginia Tech. I suspect that he will um, because, I mean, everyone on the team knows how important this game is, not just because of the rivalry, but just to, to, to boost that resume of Virginia Tech. Um, you know, Virginia Tech is going to have to defend great. Um, Virginia's, this is one of the better offensive teams. I mean, they can score from all five spots. And, you know, they haven't had that every year. I mean, since Tony Bennett's gone to a small lineup with Ben Vanderplas at the five, I mean, that's really made defenses commit all over the court. You can't just, you know, you can't just guard the post. Vanderplas will pull you out and make threes. And he's quick enough to get by a lot of other fives. So, um, and that's really given Virginia a lift since they went to 
a small lap in the second half against North Carolina. Um, but for Virginia Tech, I mean, Grant Basile has become such a, a, an important part of that team offensively. Um, he can now step out and make threes. Um, he, so he, you have to guard Virginia Tech the same way in all five spots. And Hunter Couture is going to have to have, you know, a game where he makes probably four threes. I think mean, those shots have got to fall. Joined by Gene Wong here on the BetQL Guest Hotline covering the ACC at the Washington Post. Hokies currently 12th in the ACC, 13-9 and nine overall, but they were playing some pretty good basketball as of late. You know, yes. heartbreaking loss to Clemson, three-point win over Duke, beat Syracuse, and then played really good offensively against Miami but couldn't get the win. You know, Sean Padula and Hunter Couture have been shooting lights out as of late, and I'm um, wondering who you think the Hokies' X factor would be today, Gene. I mean, yeah, th- th- those guys, yeah, Padula has, Padula has the potential to make a lot of threes. I mean, all those guys, Hunter Couture, we know is going to make a lot of threes, right? Um, Justin Mutz is, is, you know, maybe the best all-around player, so you know what to expect from him. But if they get a big game from Padula, that could be a, a, a difference maker, too. I mean, like you said, they're, right now, if the ACC tournament started, they would be playing on the first day, which means they would have to win five games in five nights. Now, it's not impossible. They won four games in four nights to win the ACC championship last year, but that was a different team. You know, they had Kevin Aluma, incredible player. They had Storm Murphy, a great point guard. This team is a little bit younger and probably not as deep. Um, and like, like I was saying earlier, the availability of Maddox is, is a huge component. I mean, that's also another X factor, whether he plays or not. I mean, if he plays, I really like Virginia Tech's chances. Yeah, from the Castle Coliseum in Blacksburg, Virginia, tip-off at 12 noon on ESPN2. I I think the Hokies have got to get off to a good start and let the crowd carry them to victory in the second half. For UVA, Ben Vanderplas has stood out because of his size, but also his three-point shooting uh, ability. And then Kihei Clark, the most experienced point guard in the league. I think the X factor for UVA is Reese Beekman tonight. What would you say? Uh, you know, Reese is always – I think you know what you're going to get from him. Great, maybe the best defender in the ACC, one of the best defenders in the country. I think Ryan Dunn, off the bench, a freshman, has been uh, – he's so athletic, he's so long, he can guard pretty much all five spots. I think he may be that guy where if, if he has a big game on both ends of the court, it's going to be a long day for, for the Hokies. I mean, he he's such a good defender. I mean, he had – He's had blocks where he, he's a tra- he's a trail guy and comes in and knocks the ball like LeBron, like LeBron James. Um, and then you know, athletically, he's gotten you know alley oop dunks. I mean, he can just he has hops you know out of the building. So I mean, he may be the best athlete on the team, and he's only a freshman. So if he has a big game, that'll be a big boost for Virginia. Gene, for those who just pay attention to college basketball in March, right? They wait till the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Explain to them how deep this UVA team is, and and do you think they could actually make a really deep run into the NCAA tournament? Because this team's so talented, and I feel like any uh, whose team coached by Tony Bennett's going to run uh, the pack line defense to to perfection. But this team has a yeah. bunch of scorers off the bench, like you mentioned. Isaac McNeely yeah. has been a weapon. Yeah. No, no, they they can go eight, nine deep. You know, you're obviously going to shorten your bench a little bit in March. You want your, your your best players to be out there as much as possible. But, I mean, they can I – mean, a guy, Tane Murray, who played a bunch last year, has been playing this year because Isaac McNeil, as you mentioned, a freshman, has, has just been lights out from three-point range. We talked about Ryan Dunn. Um, and, you know, Ben Van – they have two big guys off the bench who can defend, Kafaro and Caden Cedric. I mean, that's like ten guys that all play. I mean, Cedric Cedric was a starter – Kafaro has played starter minutes. I mean, if they if you have to, if they have to go big, they will. 
I mean, Cedric's the best shot blocker, and Kafar is their most physical guy by far. So if you want to play that way, they can do that. But, you know, Jaden Gardner, is, his office is the mid-range jumper. I mean, he's automatic from there. I mean, T.A. Clark was the starter on the national championship team. I mean, quietly, Armand Franklin, you know, he's a double-digit double scoring machine. He's become such a, a, a more comfortable this year, and he's become a dependable on-ball on, on defender. Reese Beekman is going to be probably the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, and he's become such an explosive guy offensively. I mean, he was hurt in the middle of the season. He's got his hops back. He's so explosive to the rim. He can just get to the cup, and defensively he's going to lock down your, your best player. I mean, they have everything to go, to go to the Final Four, assuming they stay healthy. And, you know, like you said, any team coached by Tony Bennett that has that much talent, I mean, how can you not pick them to go to the Final Four? To me, Tony Bennett is the best coach in America. I love it. Everyone should be paying attention, paying attention here as the brackets will come out in about a yep. month and a week. It's going to be a ton of fun talking a little ACC with Gene Wong. Follow him on social media, Gene underscore Wong, Washington Post reporter. So also, you've got UNC and Duke, and doesn't have the feel of a typical Tar Heels-Blue Devils matchup because the coaches are different, but this should still be a good one tonight. A lot of NBA players on the court. What are your thoughts on this yeah. matchup? Yeah, I mean, sure. That's, you know... It's like Ohio State, Michigan. Regardless of of the records, I mean, these are two tournament teams. You know, they're not top five teams yet, but in terms of talent, you know, raw just NBA ability, like you mentioned, it's probably the one two in the ACC. I mean, they're going to have lottery picks up and down the roster on both sides, right? I mean, North Carolina is a more experienced team. I kind of like them more going forward. And we talked about this before. This is what was underappreciated to kind of casual observers about Mike Krzyzewski. You don't just get McDonald's All-Americans and become a top-five team, a Final Four team. You have to get them to buy in and believe because they're going to be there for six months and go to the NBA. You have to get them to buy in for that amount of time that, you know, they're doing something important at Duke. You know, so not that John Shire is not going to be a great coach, but it just shows you how great Krzyzewski was in doing that year after year after year. Shire has, you know, the number one recruiting class in the country. That's not, a, that's not the issue. The issue is getting them to play well together, and that's still a work in progress. I just think with, with Hubert Davis, what he has, the experience at North Carolina, I mean, that team is going to be really dangerous if they stay healthy. Talk a little college hoops here on the fan with Gene Wong. First place in the ACC right now, 20th ranked Clemson Tigers, 10-2 and in conference play, 18-5 and overall. That has really shocked me. Uh, and they've got a good matchup tonight against the team that I predicted to win the ACC, Coach Laranega's Miami Hurricanes with an incredible backcourt, Isaiah Wong and Jordan yeah. Miller. Uh, how do you think this game plays out? 3 p.m. on ACC Network right now. It's line Clemson minus two. Yeah, that's going to be uh, – sure. That, you, I mean, to me, that's a pick game. I mean, Clemson has been the surprise team of the season for the ACC for sure. I mean, we know what Laranega has done. We know how good that guy can coach. There's no doubt about it. Clemson, they need this one for sure, but I think – not that they're looking ahead. But we talked about this earlier too. Their game against Virginia is going to basically decide who wins the ACC or who's the number one seed in the ACC tournament for the regular season. So, obviously not looking ahead, but they need to rack up wins. Um, just like Virginia Tech needs to rack up wins. I know they're in the tournament, but if they want to be like a, legit, a legitimate contender to go to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament and beyond, you got to get wins against teams like Miami ranked, and then you got to obviously the big one against Virginia down the road. 
Can you just explain to my audience just how impressive it is what Clemson has done this season being first in the ACC? I mean, we were both down in Charlotte, North Carolina for the ACC tip-off, and it just felt like nobody cared about Clemson. For football, everyone was hounding Dabo. For basketball, it was like, eh, they'll be okay. (laughs) No, no, it's right. It's it's Certainly, everyone thinks of Clemson, and you're like, they have a basketball team? Yeah, they have a pretty good one and, and a great great coach. Coach Bernal's done a, a great, great, great job. Um, yeah, he's done a great – he's always been like – they've always been at that level where quietly they've kind of like been mid to top tier of the ACC, and then kind of in crunch time, they don't really get it done. This is their chance to like prove themselves to be kind of a, an elite team in the ACC for this season – and, and you know, maybe going forward, obviously, it's always going to be about football at Clemson. But, you know, the fact that their basketball program is doing this well, I mean, certainly the fan base is, is really, really excited. Um, yeah, and they are for sure maybe the surprise team in the country, not just the ACC. Because the ACC is so deep. And we're talking, we talked about Duke and North Carolina earlier. I mean, they're not even, you know, ranked and they're not in the top. They're just floating around, you know, the mid-level of, of the conference right now. So, yeah, and you have teams like Pitt that are, you know, really surprising people. Jeff Kiff, Coach Capel's done a great job there. You know, Virginia is where they typically are. Last year was a down year, but they're, they're second. So, and Miami with, you know, another fantastic coach. So, yeah, the ACC is really, really deep. I mean, Mike Young said it's the deepest he thinks it's been since he's been there. And he, and he won the conference tournament last year. So that just tells you the strength of the conference. Gene, great stuff as always, man. Always appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Love talking college hoops with you, and have fun today watching the Hokies. Well, thanks, Adam. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7. The fan going to open up the phone lines again. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein with you here on a Saturday morning in Washington, D.C. Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. I'm going to talk a little commanders again here. I love how I upset a few people by saying I don't want Sam Howell to start. The Howell Hive Howell has been coming after me. Want to hear from you right now, 1-800-636-1067. Defend your man. The man who threw for 169 yards, 11 of 19, and one interception. In a meaningless game against the Cowboys. Oh, but the Cowboys had everything to play for. Not really. Not really. The Eagles were, they knew the Eagles were going to beat the Giants. You think they were trying in the second half of that game when they were already down by 20? They stopped trying after the Dak Prescott pick six. Maybe that's just my opinion. Disagree. 1-800-636-1067. I'm just tired of average quarterback play. Or even a little above average. Like, I don't want Kirk again. I want a Burrow. I want a Mahomes, a Josh Allen. I want an absolute stud. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get one, which is why I think you have to draft a quarterback in the first two rounds of every draft. Got to get one new guy every year until you strike gold. And I get it. This isn't the best quarterback class. I like Caleb Williams. It won't come out till next year more than any of these guys. But I'm just so tired of mediocrity. I'm over it. And I don't look at Sam Howell and see a future stud in the NFL. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Mitch in Jersey. Mitch, you're on the fan with Adam Epstein. What's up, buddy? Hey, you doing, Adam? I, this year, the uh, quarterback uh, in this upcoming draft is quite good. Next year, it will be even better. I agree. Take a quarterback every year and a running back. I know, but they get hurt, so because the rules are not geared towards running backs. 
I want to see Sam Howell start. Aaron Rodgers will probably cost too much. Just keep the assets. I say uh, if Herndon Hooker's there, get him. So what, I what, like is, him. what has Sam Howell showed you in that one game that, that makes you all in on Sam Howell? I like his college career. I mean, I know you can win the Heisman and still be a buzz, but I'm betting that he'll be, uh, he'll be a good quarterback, I think. And and I, and I say draft him and Hooker, 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 excuse me. And with the Super Bowl, I mean, I don't know how Pat Mahomes is not the top pick in that draft. I don't have recollection when the 12 people went ahead of him or 11. If he wins it, I mean, how many quarterbacks? And he'd be the only one to have two rings in his, what, first six years of playing the league? Yeah. Gone to five, hosted five AFC championship games. But if they lose, and I didn't think uh, Hurts would be this good, you can see Andy Reid uh, can't win the big game. And look at all those <laughs> NFC championship games he went with the Eagles, got only to one Super Bowl, and where he'd be, what, one in three in the Super Bowls? It's not yeah. too good. But he's nice. a good, but he's a good, he's a, he was a Hall of Fame coach. I agree with you. Yeah. No, good call, Mitch. I appreciate it. Always love having you chime in. 1-800-636-1067. I will give him Sam Howell's college career was pretty good, but he fell off his senior year. That's why he fell down in the draft. Let's go back to the phone lines. 1-800-636-1067. Tell me why you're all in on Sam Howell. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Andy and Sterling. What's up, Andy? Hey, Adam. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm before good. I make my comment on uh, Sam Howell, let me just say this about somebody you seem to uh, have fallen in love with over the years. Well, Kyle Shanahan, Mr. Genius, Mr. Master Play Caller. This is the third time in a row that he's crapped his pants in a playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> when are you guys going to give up on this guy? This guy is no genius. He's no, he's no quarterback Svengali. The guy always chokes in the big games. So please, you guys, on 106.7, stop this talk about hold on. Kyle you're Shanahan. Not gonna, hold on. You're not going to give the Eagles a little credit there? The fact that their pass rush was able to knock Purdy out of the game, then knock Johnson out of the game, and they were forced to go back to an injured Purdy? You're not going to give the Eagles credit? You just think that Shanahan was the issue? <laughs> Sure, you got to give him some credit, but look, look how the game went on. First of all, the dummy didn't call for a review of that, that long pass to that. Who was yeah. that to uh, Devontae Adams? Yeah, Devontae that was a Adams. dumb mistake. That was a dumb yeah, mistake. You're that right. was stupid. That was the. You know what? That was the turning point. Even though it was early in the game, that was the turning point. The dummy didn't even have the brains to call <laughs> for a review of that play. <laughs> on top of that, as the game progressed, you could see the whole San Francisco 49er team start to lose their composure on offense on especially on defense man that was that was at towards the end that was a total joke you could even <laughs> see him losing his composure now as far as sam howell is concerned yeah uh, nfl scouts projected him to be a top uh, a, a number one draft choice one of the top five picks in the draft he had that bad senior citizen senior citizen <laughs> that's me right that's me buddy uh, he had a bad senior season at, at North Carolina. He had lost his best running backs. He would lost his best best receivers. He was uh, I believe he was also injured that year. He had an off, uh, off season. Um, I but still hold have on, a lot but of Andy, but do you believe that he could lead this team to a Super Bowl? What, even if he was to start the next two years and they only won one Two games. At least that would put the commanders in a position to draft somebody really 
with some potential in the first round. The last thing I want to do is give Rivera, who's probably going to get canned within a year, the power to give up multiple number ones for some broken-down, has-been quarterback like Daniel Carr or freaking Wilson from Denver. My <laughs> God, that would be the worst thing they could possibly do. I don't care I don't care if they tank the next two seasons. Put them in a position to draft a Burrow who was drafted with number one overall or a Herbert who was drafted, what, six or seven in the first round. They are not going to get a decent quarterback at at uh, this in this draft drafting at sixteen. There's no way. You know that, Andy, Adam. No, I'm with you, Andy. I appreciate the call. We're going to keep it rocking here. We've got Mark in Springfield. Mark, you're on the fan with Adam Epstein. What's up, buddy? Always good to be part of AWOD's army. Thanks, Always man. I love it. Always good to be part of AWOD's army. Let's uh, go. I'm glad you're here. I agree with you on quarterbacks. I didn't used to be. But I think, uh, yeah, let's get the best quarterback we can find first round, spend the rest of them on linemen that I think we're uh, sorely depleted at, and see if you can pick up a couple of D-backs or maybe sign a D-back free agent in the later rounds. Mark, don't you think that everyone's got this love affair with Sam Howell just because he's the next guy, right? We've done this for 25 years where we just fall in love with these backup quarterbacks. Uh, I think you're absolutely right, and I think you're spot on. Nobody's seen him play. I mean, it's fine what he did in college, but who the hell knows what he's going to do in the pros. So I don't think you can throw your hat in the ring yet. Mark, I appreciate the call. Thanks for chiming in, everybody. 1-800-636-1067. We're going to shut down the phone lines. We'll reopen them up during the 11 o'clock hour of the show. We've got Joe House from The Ringer. House from D.C. coming up next. Talk a little D.C. sports on the fan. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. So earlier this week was 2-2-23. Why does that date matter? Well, it means a full year of the Washington Commanders. Doug, what's the name? We are the Commanders. One whole year. How bad was this inaugural season? What are your thoughts on it as we... Recap the full year since it was 2-2-22. I still can't believe that was their date they chose. They chose Groundhog's Day to not unveil the new name as Hogs, like everyone had assumed. No, they went with Commanders. And, I mean, there's just so many things from, you know, thinking back to how they botched the name reveal because helicopters the night before flew around the stadium and saw Commander's gear and Commander's signs all over the stadium, and everyone knew Everybody knew the name was going to be Commanders. So many mistakes. Such a terrible name. Has not grown on me at all. And I would guess most fans would agree that they want new ownership to change the name again. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline is Joe House from The Ringer. House from D.C. Joins us on the BetQL guest hotline as sports betting has come to Maryland. Finally! And don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL because BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. House, what's going on, buddy? Hey, are we gambling on whether or not Snyder sells the team? (laughs) We should be. What's your thoughts on that? What's the latest? I, I continue to be concerned. 
I, I, I haven't de- detected any movement in the force, buddy. Oh, boy. That's not what I wanted to hear. Well, I started the I'm show sorry. today by, by saying that I, I want Eric Bieniemy as the next offensive coordinator. Do you think Ron Rivera could convince him to come to D.C. and call plays? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I mean, I, you know, I think Bieniemy, um has a wonderful situation uh, right there in, in Kansas City, and I think he likes going to the playoffs every year, likes having a chance to, to be in the Super Bowl every year likes being with a generational talent in the form of Patrick Mahomes. And the situation that's going to lure him away would be one where he might perceive um, a fast track to his own head coaching job. Now, that would be appealing about the Washington situation because I think that's likely the case. But who's the quarterback here? Who's the owner here? What's the situation? What's the prospects for Washington to make the playoffs even next year? With the amount of uncertainty – surrounding the situation. I don't know why anybody that's in demand would consider coming here. No, that's the big issue. You're right. And he's going to be getting a a bunch of phone calls, in particular uh, from the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. But those two teams don't have the wide wide receiver weapons that Washington has. And I get it. The quarterback is a a big question mark. Uh, But I think there's a possibility that Ron Rivera could – kind of say, hey, I'm leaning towards moving to the front office. You come here, call plays, you're successful for one year, and you could be the head man in D.C. I, I just think, you know, eventually Biennemi has to move on from Kansas City uh, because he'll be uh, want to pursue that head coaching opportunity eventually, and I think Washington could be, you know, a, a little bit enticing because of this situation with how many weapons they have on offense and, and a solid defense, uh, but you're right, man. Maybe, maybe I'm, you know, shooting for something that I can't reach. Well, I, I don't disagree with some of the elements that you're describing. We have a wonderful uh, a, a bunch of talent on the offensive side with one glaring omission. I mean, this is a quarterback football league, and we don't know who the starting quarterback's going to be. Right now, it's Sam Howell. Sam Howell might be good. Who, who knows? I mean, you know, we, we it, it could be – you know, a version of what we saw out of Brock Purdy, where if if he's training with the ones all season, and that's the expect—I uh, mean, all off season—and then that's the expectation uh, going in, then 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 you know he's an unknown quantity. But you know, the, Ron Rivera is not in a position to making anybody a promise about you know what what might happen with the head coach uh, job because uh, we don't know who the own, who the owner of the team is going to be next season. I upset a few fans this morning when I was saying that Sam Howell is just not the answer. I look at him, and I don't want to say he's a goofball, but I just don't see any Burrow, Allen, or Mahomes in him. I don't know if he has that dog in him to lead this team to an incredible playoff run. How would you feel about Sam Howell getting the start next season? I think I'm fine with it. I don't know anything really about him. I watched him in the preseason. The one thing that I liked that I will say he doesn't get happy feet. He was willing to stand in the pocket. He had what felt like to me, uh, obviously hard to gauge this with certainty, but reasonable pocket presence. He moved around pretty well, and he wasn't looking like he was afraid to get touched uh, in the pocket. And then, you know, you have to sort of take what we saw in the preseason and apply it to the final game of the season and say, is this, you know, what what version of, of Sam Howell uh, are we seeing here? And it's impossible to say because of you know the, the way that, that Dallas showed out. But um, I I don't I don't know. He's an unknown quantity. I have no idea. 
You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. Joining me on the BetQL guest hotline is Joe House from The Ringer. House from DC is where you can get in touch with him on social media, talking all things DC sports here. What position are you drafting with Washington's first round pick? Offensive line. Yeah, I don't know what the depth of of that pool is for this upcoming draft, whether it's particularly deep or not, but I mostly don't care. It's the single, some combination of free agency and draft. There has to be improvement on the offensive line. Everything starts there with this team. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I I would draft two or three offensive linemen, try to bring, uh, bring in a few new guys also in free agency. Let's move over to the NBA and Originally, when I booked you, Joe House, I was going to talk about the Wizards being the hottest team in the NBA. What happened last night? I was watching VCU. I was working the postgame show. We had Ace Baldwin score 37 points. And then I look at the Wiz, and they blew an 18-point lead. What do you mean what happened? They, they wizarded. They're the Wizards. <laughs> they, 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 they lost the second half 73-47. to 47. I mean, the team don't play any defense. <laughs> they went up against a team that doesn't play any defense, which is why they got out to a 20-point lead in the first half and, you know, 10 different times had 18- or 20-point leads. But, look, man, they don't they don't beat anybody and, and close the door. They, they came out in the third quarter, and immediately the lead was chopped in half. Anthony Simons went off, made six three-pointers, and it was like, okay, let's see down the stretch what they have. They had nothing. So, uh, <laughs> kind of situation normal. Uh. You keep it real. I love it. What would you do if you were Tommy Shepard? Is there a vision for this team? What moves would you make before the deadline? Well, the first thing that I would do, hearing that uh, Kyrie Irving is available, is trade for Kyrie Irving. I would send off Bradley Beal, and then I would tell Kyrie, you know, don't bother to show up. I don't care whether you show up or not. Ride out the rest of, of the season wherever you please, Kyrie. You're an unrestricted free agent in the offseason. So Beal would be with the Nets, and, and uh, you would have that salary cap maneuverability. The other thing that I would do is trade Kyle Kuzma to a team that's contending uh, you know, at, at the moment here because if he uh, isn't traded before the trade deadline, he will also become an unrestricted free agent. And I don't care what they say in terms of the, the quality of the relationship and how much Kyle thinks he, he likes here in D.C., Kuzma is saying all the right things. That dude is out of here by come off season. If he's still on this team after the trade deadline, anybody who wants to step up to the plate, I'll book any size bet that you want that he is on another team at the beginning of next season. What makes you say that, though? <laughs> um, the social media, he gets off and smells the California air. He, he is, I think he's a pretty smart guy. I think he, he learned from the best. He was on that L.A. team with LeBron. I think he's got good people in his corner, and I think that he is saying all the right things in terms of showing uh, a, a um, commitment to this franchise and, and honoring the obligation that he has here. But he can both get paid and go play for a contender. What would his perspective be? What would be the compelling reason for Kyle Kuzma to stay in Washington this offseason? To build what? A big three with Bradley Beal and, 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 and the Zinger? Christoph Porzingis? Is that? I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tiny three. That's not a big three. And the East <laughs> is tough. 
Well, it's, it's, a, tough. it's a frustrating conversation, but I do think deep down Kuzma realizes the opportunity that he has to be the man here in D.C. Like you said, Bradley Beal's not the man, even though he's making all that money. And I think also he's realized in the NBA that it's tough to find a home in a place where you're appreciated, and the fan base does appreciate here. But I w- you're right, I would not take the bet that he stays here in D.C. How likely do you think it is that Kyrie lands in LeBron with LeBron in L.A.? Because I called this back in September. I also think Kevin Durant could end up back with the Warriors. I wouldn't be surprised. It's so crazy. I, I really think all options are on the table. I can't uh, hazard a guess as to where Kyrie might end up. What My own personal preference would be that, you know, Josiah uh, goes through the staring contest one more time with him and, you know, sort of say, look, you, we have you under contract. Um, the team is doing well. We want to try and make a run in the playoffs. Kevin Durant will be back in a few weeks, and we want you to be here to help us uh, go as far as we can in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, we'll deal with the offseason when, it, when it's time for the offseason. Here with House That would from- be my preference. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. Here with House from D.C. on the BetQL guest hotline. I know you're a sports gambler as well. Do you have any angles for Chiefs-Eagles that you'd like to give out? I'm still sort of working through my uh, script here. I did bet immediately Kansas City on the money line um, right when the, the, it opened because um, as the line um, jumped so far into the Eagles' favor, that money line that went along with uh, two and a half points was plus 135. And so I just wanted to have something on the Kansas City money line kind of strategically. I do, uh, you know, confess at this point, it's very hard to handicap this game because of the last month that, uh, of competition that the Eagles had. So, um, you know, in, in terms of the advanced metrics, the Eagles score so very well on both sides of the football. Um, you know, in terms of the efficiency of the offense, the efficiency of the defense. But it, you have to try and adjust for the quality of the competition that they faced that just didn't play anybody. Now, that's not their fault. They beat everybody that, that, that you know, was put in front of them. The only, two, you know, game, game they lost that Jalen Hurts started was to the Seawards, baby! But, uh, you know, it's a tough game to handicap, I think. How about Gatorade color or length in the national anthem? Any props to give out? Well, we, we did a show yesterday on the Ringer Gambling feed. We went through some of that analysis. I need to look at Chris Stapleton's uh, portfolio to have a better feel for whether he's really going to drag out his love for America, right? I wanted to see if he had any pro-USA songs in the portfolio. The line is the, the, the over-under is two minutes and five seconds. The under has come through six previous uh, years. Uh, and the last time there was a male country singer, the line was two minutes and nine seconds, and the guy came in at two minutes and four seconds. So I'd be inclined to play it under, but, man, Chris Stapleton might might, might play that sucker up. Um, that's the handicap on, on that one. And then in terms of Gatorade color, we did a lot of – now, <laughs> the Eagles dumped Gatorade on Sirianni when they won the NFC Championship. Don't ask me why. I don't think that's a good idea. They, they had what looked like the, the lemon lime, the yellow. Uh, historically, the Chiefs seem to prefer an orange. So depending on what your handicap of the game is, you can do an orange or a yellow. That would be my advice. I love that. And I also saw online 15 of the last 18 Super Bowl champs have been wearing white, and the Chiefs will be wearing white. So I like your pick right now going with the Chiefs. House, always appreciate you joining the show, man. Thanks so much. Anytime, a 
Yep. Take care, dude. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. one 800 Looks like we've got my girl Sabah from North Carolina on the line. What's up, Sabah? How are you doing today? Hey there, buddy. AWARD group here. Sorry, I'm a little bit uh, congested, so if I sound a little raspy, I apologize. That's all right. <laughs> uh, I went to one of my daughter's games the other day and yelled my, I think, my throat out. So <laughs> it was fun, though. Um, you you know, as usual, I think I'm a disagreement with you. We never agreed on the Heineke situation, and we certainly don't agree on the Howell situation. What the Redskins should do is um, what they should have done last two years with Taylor, go uh, in with him, give him preseason prep. So they should do that with Sam. So He's have you – hold on. So have you have you moved on from Heineke to Howell, or do you still want Heineke to be the star like you loved him uh, last year? Oh, I would love for Heineke to be the uh, the star, but – I mean, the writing is on the wall. They clearly don't like him. So I would like him to come in to uh, either compete or back up Sam or go down to Oakland or uh, Las Vegas, where it is, with old um, Turner. Uh, well, who do you, who do you think, think is, Heineke could have been the guy. Who is but, the more you know, talented quarterback between Heineke and Howell? Well, who I can't tell yet because um, I think Heineke has more NFL experience. Heineke right now is better than Howell. But I don't know if uh, Heineke uh, – Upside is better than Howell. I don't know yet. Um, I think that Heineke has uh, that playmaking ability and just that um, winner mentality that his uh, teammates love, but, you know, his coaches didn't. Um, if, if Heineke had started from day one, we would be in the playoffs just like Philadelphia. So, uh, and, and anybody says uh, otherwise, it's, it's crazy. So, let's go with Howell, okay? Um, and um, what you do, you keep everybody else uh, on the team paid. You pay pain. You draft offensive linemen until you can draft no more. And uh, you get linebackers in here. And then you are making fun of Sam Howell uh, throwing for 150 yards, whatever, 59 yards against Dallas. Well, uh, Hurts threw for 121 yards, zero touchdowns, uh, in the NFC Championship game. Uh, Hurts is average at best. And uh, he is succeeding because of the team around him. And that's all I wanted our team to do last year and the year before. I wanted to do the Philadelphia model. They had no clue what Hurts was going to be. They, they were kind of not sure, yeah, you know, if it doesn't work out, we've got all this teammates around and better, we can then go draft a guy. We, for some reason, wouldn't do that. We had to go get other people's trash in Wentz. And Ron, <laughs> again, single-handedly lost us the playoff by playing Wentz against the Browns, the yep. preseason form Browns. And you can't tell me that if Heineke didn't play that game, we wouldn't have won. And again, Heineke saved Ron. Again, he's the reason why we even saw Sam. Taylor's the one that said, I'm not playing. Play Sam. Or else none of us would have even seen that. So no, no, I, everybody I on this I team is you. bad. You know. And I want to keep the quarterback position cheap because I don't want to go all in on one guy. It never works. And when it does, they win one, maybe two Super Bowls. Look at Aaron Rodgers. One Super Bowl in all these years. All of a sudden he's going to come to us and we're going to win? He no, but at least his team at least his team is competitive every single year. So I appreciate the call. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. One eight hundred six three six one oh six seven. I disagree with you that Jalen Hurts 
is just average. I think he's much better than that. When you look at him play, the talent, it shows every single play. He's He can run with his legs. He can throw with his arms. And what he's done is he's progressed as a quarterback every single year in the NFL. And he's been a star this year. And I, I get it. He didn't have the best stats in the NFC Championship game. They were up by like 17 within 10 minutes. They didn't need to do anything. They were playing against another team, team's fourth string quarterback in Josh Johnson. They didn't have the best defense in the NFL. Uh, you can get in touch with me throughout the show on social media by tweeting at AWOD Radio. Twig tweets me. I love Twig. He's a longtime uh, listener of the show, but I disagree with him here. Here's what he says. Yes, I believe Washington can win with Howell because our last Super Bowl win was a six-round starting quarterback, starting at quarterback. Build a strong O-line, and I guaranteed Howell will lead this team to the playoffs next season. I agree you need it. Definitely need an O-line. I mean, doesn't matter who the quarterback is, they're not going to be successful with the group of five guys that we've got currently here in Washington in the trenches at the O-line position. But I don't look at a Sam Howell and I see a guy that can lead you to the Super Bowl. I just don't. And if you're going to argue, oh, but Brock Purdy did that. This was The 49ers have the best defense in the NFL, all right? One of the best players in the NFL with Bosa. And then on the offensive side of the ball, as soon as they draft or traded from Christian McCaffrey, everybody around the league knew that they could have played Kyle Shanahan at quarterback and still won games. Because you had McCaffrey, Eliza Mitchell, Christian Mc, um, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. So much talent around him. Brock Purdy didn't do anything that impressive. He just didn't turn the ball over. He just stepped back and hit the open wide receiver. But I don't want a Brock Purdy type. I want a legit weapon at the quarterback position. And I'm going all out until I get that guy. Drafting a quarterback in one of the top three rounds every single year until I get that guy. Yes, you can start Sam Howell next year. I don't think you're going to be at the end of the year like, wow, he's the next big thing. He's the next Tom Brady. No, I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong to have reservations. But one game for 169 yards... Is not having me go through the moon for this guy. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. We'll talk a little Wizards with Chase Hughes next. Don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.